L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. This week on Jordan and Jake. We got beef, me and this rooster. I just truly believe you'll know. And I think in listening to Tepper and, and Marty when Matt Rule was hired, it sounded like during the course of the interview, halfway through it, it became a recruiting process of that, okay, this is the guy. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome, happy 2021. Haven't talked to you since the new year. Um, how's your How's your year been personally? We don't need to talk about a global scale because that's been one heck of a show. But locally, glo- uh, for Jake the Loman family, how's twenty one treating you? So far, so good, Jordan. You know, it's a uh, it's still early uh, in twenty twenty one, but it's going to be a great year. I'm I'm convinced of that. So I was I was hoping. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and I I, do, I really only asked you that so I could tell a story. Okay, okay, good. So. That's that's what I'm here for. The, I'm the lead. So, I'm the lead in. You're the lead in and the football uh, up to speed information. Okay, so I was hoping that in 2021, me and this chicken or this rooster we have, Emilio Earhart, could turn the page, and that son of a gun is picking up 21 right where he left off in 2020. Jake, we got beef with this me and this rooster. Now, is it just you, or is he? No, okay it's everybody. With he's okay. He's he gets mad at everybody. So we got last year. Do you want to hear a long story? I think you do. Yes. Uh, last year, my wife bought a bunch of like heritage breed eggs and hatched them herself. Right. In okay. the incubator and stuff. So we had all these chicks living in our laundry room. So you don't know if they're male or female, right? And the males are essentially worthless. They're there for two things, procreation and protection, right, all of right. the hens. So we ended up with four roosters and eight hens, 12, chicken, 12 chickens total, right? Well, okay. two of the roosters were so mean that we had to give them away to this other farm here in the local area. And we kept two that we had thought were kind of nicer. Well, this guy, Emilio, Emilio Earhart, who we thought originally was a girl. So his name at one point was Amelia Earhart. But then when he found out he was a rooster, we had to change it to Emilio. I'll go out there and feed this guy. So he's, we got this little petting zoo going with the chickens, two pigs, four goats. So they all live in this same little pasture area, right? Everybody's friendly. I come out there, man. I'm petting the pigs and they're oinking and squealing and the goats are getting loved up on and everybody's happy. Except for this little son of a gun, Emilio. So I'll go feed the, I'll go spread the feed out, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm their best friend. I'm feeding them and when, you know, whatever. And this Emilio, he'll come up from my six behind me, Jake, and he'll just attack me almost every day, man. And I kick at him and I, and I've, I've had it. And I need some guidance as a friend who works with animals. What do I do about Emilio Earhart? Sounds like he's just uh, uh, he just dominates you, you know. He, well, and, no, I go toe to toe. All 
Okay. I'm not backing down, but this guy's not afraid of me. And I've whacked him and everything. What about with the pigs and the goats? He dominates them? No. For some reason, he thinks I'm coming to steal his ladies. Okay. Uh, but all I'm trying to do is feed the guy. And every day I'm like, listen, Emilio, seriously, are we doing this again? And I'll kick at him with my big bog work boots. Sometimes I land a blow. He flies off and we're done for the day. Next day, he's eyeing me down. It's like Steve Smith, man. It's just he's so he's got so much fight in him, he can't help himself. Well, you and St- you and Smitty are like uber close. I mean, channel, right. you know the the relationship. I mean, what's right? The- I've got a history of figuring it out, Jake, and that's what bothers me. How fast is Emilio? Well, I don't know because I don't run from him. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a chicken, right? I stare him down, but he always attacks me from behind. And I wear like overalls or what, you know, work clothes. So there's not like there's any blood or anything happening here, but I don't know. I'm work. It happened. That's why I had to, I had to push us back five minutes today because I was coming in from, I'm now coaching zero hour weights at my high school. Okay. So then I got to get the fit. The kids are at school. So then I had to feed these dang animals and me and Amelia were having beef. So it pushed me back five. So I don't know. I'll keep you up to speed on what's happening there, man. I got to figure this that's, out. Yeah, that's uh, I, I know we definitely want to know how this is going to turn out, but it doesn't sound like there's going to be much change in this relationship. There's not. No, I don't think he wants to change. That's the thing. But he does a good job because there's a lot of birds of prey here. Bald eagles right now, golden, golden eagles, hawks, ospreys. So he does a pretty good job protecting his ladies, as you could tell by him staring me down. So anyways, yeah. that was that's my big 2021 uh thing i'm trying to work at. we'll see he might just have to go he might have to leave the farm that's what that's where the vote is right now amongst the family but i'm trying to save his life by talking some sense into him um have you been watching have you been watching uh what's going on with our panthers jake okay since we're have. a panthers podcast there's a few coaches leaving and hopefully not as on bad of terms as me and the rooster but you know yeah there's some head now Hope- Hopefully, Emilio, um, yeah, he's just got issues. But hopefully the coaches <laughs> – listen, I think I, I look at it like this. So, we talk about the coaches leaving. So, first two are gone, both going to LSU. DJ Mangus as the passing yep. game coordinator and Jake Peets as the offensive coordinator. I do not know DJ. I've gotten to know Jake. Uh, really like Jake Peets. Thought he was a very good football coach, young. Um, I thought he did a great job. I know Christian, I know certainly enjoyed – um, having him in the running backs last year. Unfortunately, this year, to say we, I was able to be around much, uh, I'd be lying. Um, but he's, he's a young, energetic, very cerebral uh, coach. And, um, you know, I think they'll both do a really good job at LSU. Um, some young guys. They're trying to recreate the Joe Brady magic that happened in 2019 in Baton Rouge. And then on top of that, I read this morning, uh, we had another coach, assistant O-line coach. Um, yep, Satterfield. Coach Satterfield is now going to be the offensive coordinator at South Carolina. So very happy for these guys. These are obviously promotions, and they're working their way up the uh, the coaching chain. And uh, so very excited for both of them. I'm sure Coach Rule feels the same way because uh, he was at one point a quality control and assistant coach and, and moved his way up. So I would have a feeling, um, you know, Coach Rule will replace them with some quality coaches. 
But then again, I'm starting to read where Joe Brady's getting interviews for head coaching job. So I know. We don't know how this is all going to turn out. I'll tell you my Jake Pete story. So I met him last year at Arizona when I called the game. So you you know how some guys like you I would call you Jake a student of the game and I would call myself like a football guy. There's a difference. I love football. I love talking about it and watching it and all that. But you like are into the game. Right. Like and yeah. that's just there's fans that are that way. There's coaches that are that way and there's coaches that aren't. I mean, it's funny, but Jake is a student of the game. So I met Jake in the hall outside the team meeting room in the hotel. Hey, to introduce myself. He knew all about me. He knew all about teams I was on. He knew all about you. He knew all about the protections we ran with Chud and with Shula and Cam. And within about six minutes, we had chairs pulled out and we were going through key protection. And he wanted to know all about how we were blocking and when we were IDing and double reading safeties and all that. And it was, I was amazed. It was like the, maybe the most football student of the game that I'd run into as a coach, how quickly he wanted to get into X's and O's. But, but also quite pleasant to talk to, which usually doesn't go hand in hand with some of those kind of guys. So no, he's, they got a good one there in LSU. He's going to do outstanding. His wife's a saint though, because doesn't he have five or six oh, kids? Yeah, five. And they're and young. She's, yeah, and I think she's pregnant for number six. She might even had number six. And I would see them on Saturday nights uh, when I would stay at the hotel before the game. I would attend uh, Mass and Chapel were always that evening. And I'd go to Mass. And uh, the families, which I thought was outstanding, the families w- would be able to go. Um, and sure enough, his wife would come in there and, like, they're young. These kids are young. I mean, this is the sleep deprivation that probably goes on in the pete's out household brutal i wouldn't brutal. Want, i mean it's brutal um but yeah they would come in smile on their face the kids were bundles of energy and so um you know it's uh and now another move you know they're, they're moving to baton rouge and uh another great opportunity i bet i need to talk to mrs pete's about handle how to handle this rooster because if she can keep all those kids in line at mass she knows how to rule with order that's my mm, that's gateway good right there. there. I'm going to give her a call. Uh, Joe Brady not being interviewed, Jake, for offensive coordinator positions, which would be a lateral move. Head coach interviews. Talk me through this one. Well, listen, uh, everybody knows the year LSU had in 2019. Broke just about every record. Just destroyed pretty much every team. Heisman winner, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, the hot young coach that came from New Orleans that was recommended by Sean Payton to Ed Ogeron um, at LSU, then comes to Carolina. And four, we had four players that had over 1,000 yards from scrimmage uh, this year. And one of them was not Christian McCaffrey. We're, so just, just imagine that. So definitely um, there's some excitement about Coach Joe Brady. And, you know, that's – you're young. And that's kind of the uh, looks like the wave. And, and it, it just seems like offense is the way to go or the way most teams are going nowadays because the rules, let's be honest, that they're shifted toward the offense in favor of the offense. Um, and it's about scoring points. And that's what all these owners want and teams want. And um, so I'm anxious to see uh, selfishly. I'd love to see him back in Carolina again. Uh, but if he does get an opportunity, there's only 32 of these jobs in the world. So uh, if he does get an opportunity, you'd have to think he'd probably want to jump at it. 
Do you think though that that's a fleeting opportunity, right? I mean, with one with with being an offensive assistant two years in New Orleans and then one year as an OC in a COVID year with a first year head coach in Carolina, like do you have do you have enough knowledge and experience to then step into go to the combine as the head guy on evaluating players or setting a schedule for the entirety of the season or assigning a weight strength coach? I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's a special person, right? Do you do you sit and wait? and and yeah. build up your resume you know what i mean hey listen that's a um that that's such a great point i don't think anybody is ever truly you you never i think you're ready to be a head coach but there's so many things that's going to come along that you're going to be like my gosh i have to do this i and and when your specialty is calling plays installing offense and creating mismatches and things like that the, your time is you know you're you're so pulled in so many directions that there's so many things during the course of the week that you probably don't have the time you can dedicate to, to doing that. So the staff is critical and crucial. Uh, so does he have a, a staff that he believes he can bring in and things like that? And what's the relationship with the general manager? What does the roster look like? But more importantly, let's be honest. Do you have a quarterback? Because that's what this league yeah. is, man. Yeah. You, you, you've got to have, you got to have somebody pulling the trigger. Um, and so um, I'm anxious to see how this all turns out. It's a uh, the, the first domino really and truly hasn't uh, fallen yet with a head coach. So once this starts to happen, uh, who knows? But selfishly, would love to see him back uh, uh, call for Carolina again next year. Chargers, Falcons, and um, Texans, right? I've interviewed him. Does Correct. you brought it up? Do you you get where do you garner a staff? Like who who's his people? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I think it's awesome. And I sound like I'm, I'm, I, I, I am question, questioning the experience level. And probably most of that is just because I don't want him to leave. Right. Like that, that, that would be a major right. change. Yeah. That'd be a major hurdle for us Carolina Panthers people to have a new coordinator in the second year of a head coach's tenure and, you know, a new GM come in. But you, nothing you and I can do to control it. It's pretty flattering when your coordinator is being asked by multiple teams to interview for the head coach position. So um, any failing at all, Jake, I, we still don't have a GM. There's been a number of people interviewed, none of which are Jake DeLome, um, but you keeping an eye on that. I am. And uh, listen, I would assume, and it has to be this way with the whole COVID situation, all the, it seems like all these interviews are done via Zoom. So you're probably interviewing a great deal more people than you normally would. Uh, Cause usually you don't see teams interview this many people, but it's a whole, because they're going to come in for a, a whole day and probably dinner and things like that. Well, now it's strictly Zoom. So my feeling would be this, and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I would want to interview a ton and I want to know, Hey, what's your plan for our team? Because you have to do your homework if you're going to interview for a team and you can maybe pick up a nugget or two here or there that, Oh, I didn't think about this. Or, you know, they're, they're seeing it the same way I'm seeing it, where we need to improve roster wise. What do we think about certain players? Do we keep this certain player? We let them walk in free agency and things like that. So look, you interview a bunch of pe people and see where the best fit. I think usually uh, it, you, you'll know. I, I just truly believe you'll know. I, and I think in listening to Tepper and, and Marty when Matt Rule was hired, it sounded like during the course of the interview, 
it, it was one an interview, but then halfway through it, it became a recruiting process of that. Okay, this is the guy. We we got to seal the deal. So you start doing that, and when you feel the most comfortable with uh, that person, um, you know, if everybody's in line with it, that's that's the way you go. But I would definitely, if I'm interviewing, I'm interviewing a bunch of guys because of this situation. Interviewing a bunch, and I'm gathering information. If I can take one or two tidbits along the way to make my team better where, um, you know, you might be interviewing a coordinator or somebody or a GM from another team that you played, and he might say, well, we felt this is where we needed to attack y'all this year, and this is the reason why. You just, listen, you steal those ideas. You steal what other teams think your weaknesses are. I'm fine with stealing, Jake, especially in, in that situation. How, how would you feel if the GM that we hire drafts a first-rounder and a second-rounder next year that end up on the pro football focus all-rookie teams? Would you be happy about that? I would pat him that? on the back. There you go, Marty pat him on the back and Mar- job well Marty done. did it. Yeah. On his way out the door, Derek Brown and Jeremy Chin were both named to pro football focus all-rookie team, and I'm sure there'll be more accolades and some that I probably missed, but – Pro football focus, as you know, has become pretty prominent in the NFL world and beyond for their evaluation and grading of players and stuff. So I just thought that was worth mentioning. It's pretty dang awesome for Marty. And just, you know, obviously everyone knows his ability to draft was pretty great. But that's exciting for the Panthers moving forward. I'm, I, I think our defense, man, we could add on to it, is going to be impressive for years to come. And we're not having the turmoil on the defensive side of the ball with the coaches leaving. So, the Panthers are going to be playing a lot of defensive football uh, next year and beyond. Well, before I move on to playoffs, I wanted to ask you this question. Was this season a success for the Carolina Panthers? I think I'm I'm talking through Panther eyes, and, yeah, it's easy to say, oh, absolutely. But I think it's a to-be-continued. Uh, and Coach Rule hit it on one of his final press conferences, and, and I'm glad he said it. You know – during the course of the season, he never wanted to use the excuse of no offseason, no weight training, no OTA, and things of that nature. That I just think you're missing such a critical piece of your football team when you can't watch them work out and run and, and, and put in different situations. I mean, think about it. A certain OTA, Jordan, all we did was short yardage and goal line. The next one, uh, all we ever did was end-of-game situations. Things like that that you can put in in April and May and June, and then you repeat them again in camp, and it just starts to become ingrained. And Coach Rule did allude to that. He goes, listen, I never want to use that as an excuse. He goes, but, man, we didn't have any of that. So we're, we're learning on the fly. I'm learning guys' names on the fly. That's so difficult and so hard. Um, so, I, listen, I think in that regard, I think it was a success. Um, yeah, would we have liked to have seen a few more wins? Because we were in so many games. There was only two or three that kind of in the fourth quarter, yeah, we don't have a shot. But for the majority of the time, last drive, we're in these games. So this team, you know, it's building. It's a process. Um, so, look, I'm, a go, I'm still going to go with to be continued. Yeah, I don't disagree there, Jake. I think it's hard to say 5-11 and 11 is a successful season, and there's a million reasons. It's kind of like when your kid does something, you know, that you don't agree with, but you kind of can understand why they did it. You know, you're like, yeah, that was wrong, but I understand as well. And you can kind of do that with this season. I think if we lose Joe Brady, that's going to be tough. I mean, that that's going to prohibit a lot of progress, whether it's Teddy at quarterback or not. That's just – I mean, that – 
because you can't go find someone who's going to call it exactly the same and have that whole offense have to learn something again. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, even having a season, though, hats off to the NFL to not be in a bubble and have limited amount of major interruption happening. You can think of the Titans early on. That seemed like the worst case, but pretty outstanding. And now, though, Jake, segue perfect to the playoffs. The dang Browns, man. I just – you played there. Being in the playoffs is gigantic for them, and they got smoked by COVID. It's just – oh, that's bad luck for a team that's stuck with bad luck, Jake. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, you think of Coach Stefanski, his first head coaching job. He's really done a good job. He seems so even keel. I don't know him at all, but very stoic on the sidelines. This team plays hard. Um, you know, the scrutiny that Cleveland, I guess you could say, or the spotlight, not scrutiny, the spotlight, because it, it's been a factory of sadness for so long. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and not being able to call the game. And, and Joe Batonio probably is going to be an all-pro guard. He's not going to be able to play. You just feel for those guys. But, listen, that's that's <laughs> they're in the playoffs. They're in the dance. And, I guess you can use it at, hey, we, we have nothing to lose. Let's go hang it out. Uh, you know, let it let it just hang out and, and see what happens. Yeah, no, it's just I feel bad for him. Can you, do you feel comfortable picking your winners for this playoff weekend, Jake? I got yeah, them down. Yeah, I do. I, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I feel, you ready? I, I okay, let's, let's yeah. start with Saturday, and I'm going to hold you to this, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to check your record, and we'll see. Um, Colts versus Bills. I know who you're picking there. Yeah. Bills. I'm a big Bills fan. Um, one, because of the Carolina connection uh, relationship we have with those guys. And then Brian Dable, Alvin's a coordinator, is one of my dear friends. Um, and just I, I went I went visit that team Josh's rookie year. They invited me to training camp. I spent a day or two there. They dressed the team. And you could just kind of sense and see that they were building something the right way. And this young kid has the right makeup. Um, I watched the little clip. And I'm, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but real quick. I um it was yesterday I think um TV was on I was walking through the house and they showed a clip 15 minutes I think uh, media has access when they're stretching and things like that and they, I guess they had some music playing and the team they're in helmets I think they're in shoulder pads maybe maybe not shoulder pads but like there was a dance party they're about ready to start practice and you're watching Josh Allen I'm watching Stefan Diggs I'm watching these guys and they're just dancing it like they're getting ready and i just went back to our days jordan you remember the good teams we had like in the locker room going out to a friday practice or something with somebody would put on the music and it didn't matter if it was rap it was country whatever it was somebody would start singing and it was just it just seems like there's an energy there there's some type of chemistry and energy there so big buffalo fan going into this weekend and i i think they win sorry about the long right. answer no i like it hopefully they're dancing after the game, uh, Bucks Washington. Uh, I think Washington. Uh, I think uh, the Bucks go ahead and, and win. I'm a little worried about Alex Smith. Um, I here. think limited some somewhat in practice this week, and sounds like him and Taylor Heineke, ex Panther quarterback, have split some reps. So that gives me a little uh, cause for concern. But um, uh, I, I'm Bucks in this game. But Chase Young wants Tom Brady. Okay, uh, yes. don't forget that. Yeah. Okay, Rams Seahawks. Ooh. Uh, I got to go with Russell Wilson in this one. Nice. Seahawks. I want him to keep playing, so maybe someday Greg Olson will win the Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. Okay, Ravens, Titans. I'm I'm going with the Ravens. I uh, okay. I truly believe Lamar. this is a team that's good. Yeah, 
I, I just, I'm a big fan of Lamar. Um, you know, all this talk about these young quarterbacks, oh, they need to win a playoff game. Come on, man. He's just turned 24. Same thing with Josh Allen. Peyton Manning started out 0-3 in the playoffs, and one game was like a 41-0 drubbing uh, in New York against the Jets. So, I mean, we just – we don't give any of these people time. Next. All right. Okay, Bears-Saints. Bears yeah, I just – I think it's going to be hard for the Saints to uh, to lose this football game. I, I already I just, circled it. Yeah. Didn't even ask, I shouldn't even ask. Plus, you're such a Saints homer, you know. Don't even start. You're... Don't even start. Make some <laughs> blood boil. Brown Steelers, last one. You know, Jordan, every every ounce of me wants to pick the Browns because I just think they're gonna let it loose in Pittsburgh. But I just I just can't. I just think Pittsburgh, a ton yeah. of weapons at the receiver position. Ben had a week off. T.J. Uh, Watt had a week off. I just think Pittsburgh wins the game. All right. Well, we'll see how you do. Okay. I hope no one put any money on that based on your suggestions because we don't even talk about the spread. But hey, I know you got to go. You got your next media uh, obligation. So I'll let you off the air, Jake. But uh, looking forward to watching the game. Hopefully, you get some good time watching the games with your family. And um, I figure out my livestock situation here at the farm. Yeah. Best of luck with uh, Emilio and uh, hopefully we can get in, uh, you know, a follow-up story and uh, we can talk about our, uh, uh, the playoffs and, and hopefully we haven't lost too many coaches and maybe we'll have a GM at some point. We'll go from there. Uh, speaking of coaches, I got to tell you, Ryan Tracy, the head coach at my high school told me to tell you today that he's a big fan of listening to you on the podcast. So there you go. All right. This has been the Man. Jordan and Jake podcast powered by ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com ortho carolina your care your way all right jake thank you jordan jordan and jake powered by ortho carolina your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com ortho carolina your care your way